real. I never made him up. That's his voice. Unless you're auto-tuning this to sound like somebody else. Like somebody else? Yeah. Like it's my own voice, but I'm auto-tuning it to sound like a man? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm Joshua. And I'm Brittany. And we're two librarians who talk about sci-fi and fantasy and a little bit of everything else. So, hey, everybody. Hello, everybody. We're back with another mini-sode. A little short, short-sode. This episode's going to be a little different because we're going to talk about a little hobby we're all involved in. Yeah, some of the librarians have a D&D group, mm-hmm. a Dungeons & Dragons group. Yeah. Joshua's our DM, <laughs> our dungeon master. And if you don't know what D&D is, it's yeah. a collaborative storytelling game yeah basically yeah there's like a point system and basically you you create your character and the dm leads you through stories and you have to react to the stories that he's telling you yeah that they're telling you yeah and the rules of this system the game aspect of it is kind of like a framework Mm -hmm. in order to develop the story in a sometimes chaotic way oh yeah yeah because <laughs> sometimes as you know things don't go to plan yeah so the, <laughs> the dungeon master kind of acts as for lack of better words like the author or the god of this world that well, is happening so not, like not when we so want to make it not so much the author i'd say because i think the players have an equal if not more control over what the story what that's happens true in the story that's true you know yeah so like if we have a question we want to do something we have to ask joshua the yeah. dm yeah so it's me, Michaela, Christina, and my husband, Brett. Yes. And so this little mini-sode, we're just going to describe our characters. Yeah. We're That's gonna all talk we're going to talk about do. what we do. Yeah. <laughs> and also, fun fact, if you are interested in uh, Dungeons & Dragons, we have a bunch of Dungeons & Dragons books. We have a really good library. Yeah. Some of the resources here, if you are going to get started, I do recommend getting the Player's Handbook oh, yeah. and the Monster Manual. Mm-hmm. Um, the Monster Manual is so much fun. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. I would say you need the monster manual more if you're a DM. Okay. Because you're the um, one who's picking the monsters. Yeah, yeah. You have for to the know, players to fight. You have to know what they're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to play a good monster. Yeah. But I definitely re- recommend getting the player's handbook. And if you're still like D and D, like what is that? If you have watched Stranger Things, it's mm-hmm. what the boys are playing yeah. at the very beginning of the series. Yeah. D and D kind of is having a moment. So if you're still unsure of like what do people do, yeah, you can watch. Lots of web series. Yeah. That, YouTube that, is great. That have people, both professional and amateur, yeah. playing the game. And also, I mean, I haven't played them. Brett has mentioned them because I have mentioned how I think it'd be fun to DM, but I don't. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not good at the point system or anything like that. <laughs> like, I, I am not organized. He's like, well, there's different versions of, the, of it that are really simplified. And mm-hmm. that's probably what you could do. Mm-hmm. So just FYI, you don't have to do D&D. There's no. more simple versions oh, of it. There's so many, so many different types of tabletop games. Yeah. Tabletop storytelling, I should yeah. say. And there's even <laughs> like D&D kind of like in board game version mm-hmm. too, which mm-hmm. we have. So Josh was our DM. So he doesn't have a character. No, I have many characters. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he plays all the NPCs, the non-playable characters. DMing is fun because you get to play the bad people. Yeah, uh, and the goblins. Kind of great. I love it. Oh, the goblins. Right, and I still quote you with the goblin who's like, "Goblin have job? Don't you have job? Why? Why? Why not have job?" (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Joshua does an amazing job with the voices. It's so much fun. Thank you. Um, So my character, their name is Spork. Their pronouns are they, he. Spork is kind of a homebrew of a character, which yeah. means they're not really the standard character that you might pick. Yeah. So Spork's body is an orc. A large muscular orc. Yeah. 
Spork has been taken over by a creature called a myconid. Yeah, they don't have the the orc temperament. No, they're two <laughs> very different beings. Yes. So you know, orcs are usually very bloodthirsty, mm-hmm. angry, strong. They're usually the tank of the group. Yes. A myconid is a peaceful mushroom mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. that typically lives in a cave. (laughs) And if you're curious, you can find this information in the monster manual. Yeah. There are myconids. Yeah, there are myconids. And so when I found the myconid, I was like, oh, this is (laughs) going to be fun. So I've had this myconid take over this orc's brain. Yes. (laughs) Like literally Spork has holes riddled throughout them. (laughs) Yes. And like Spork has mushrooms growing out of their eyeballs. Yep. So Spork is almost like a Jekyll Hyde sort of character where he slash they go through a lot of rage issues, but like they love animals. Yeah. They're really good with little kids. Yeah. They're very peaceful. In our interactions with Spork, Spork always strikes me as a little bit reserved. Yeah. Spork is a definite presence in the room. Yeah. Because they can... Spork's enormous. They command attention. And it's very terrifying looking. Oh, and also because they're a myconid, part myconid. This is my favorite part. (laughs) Spork carries a parasol because Uh they have to be careful of the sunlight. Yeah. They they have some sensitivity. So this little parasol is a very necessary tool. Yeah. So oftentimes you'll see this horrifying looking, Mm -hmm. not rotting necessarily, but like whole riddled mushroom growing orc walking around with a parasol. Yeah. It's very like a, like a Totro kind of feel or um, Groot kind of that kind of vibe. And also Spork has a really cool ability where they can reanimate the dead for three days. Yeah. So to we, horrific effect. <laughs> oh yeah. So we have reanimated a horse, a horse named Steven. Steven. And a wolf, a wolf. named Stefan. Stefan. You have to okay. And also I have realized I haven't mentioned Spork. <laughs> Their name kind of got named by a group, not necessarily myself. <laughs> Originally, Spork's name was probably gonna be like Micah or something. And they're like, no, Spore's an orc. Their name is Spork. <laughs> Which turns out to be great. You know, Spork loves animals, so we actually have adopted a live wolf named Ripper. Yes. I have to do an animal handling check (laughs) with Ripper every day now. Yes. Teach them some tricks. Yeah. Because Ripper belonged to a very mean... Yeah. Crazy bugbear. Yeah. (laughs) It's really funny because, like, they're... They have really high wisdom stats, (laughs) but their intelligence is really low. (laughs) They're not book smart. No. Good instincts. I have good instincts. And I have yeah. my animal handling skills have been rolling hot Fantastic. recently. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. There was a small child who it's a halfling child. Like yeah. it's a normal child, but man, they were kind of feral. <laughs> and I offered them beef jerky and I rolled really well on that. Yeah. And I made friends with this feral child. <laughs> yes. You, you managed to bring him to heel and he gave some useful information it was I great. to the group and i was like i'm just gonna treat him like an animal give him turkey <laughs> <laughs> it turns out it works it works great just treat children like animals and they will it was fine. <laughs> spark is a spark spork is also a barbarian that's his character class oh yeah it's their character class yeah so he, he or them it works yeah yeah you know i started with spork being they them pronouns mm-hmm. i just i feel like he them kind of fits better because they do have that masculine energy yes, coming from yes. the orc. Um, but I, I like the fact that they're a, a barbarian because yeah. barbarian uh, traditionally are the aggressive, you know, tanky members of the party. Oh, yeah. They're there to 
make, make it damage. rain. Yeah. yeah. They're there to cause trouble. Often I go first in line. <laughs> yeah. Cause like if something is going to hit us, I can take the most damage. And I like that that aspect you play up is that's his, that's their orc side. Yeah. Manifesting, but yeah. it has to be tempered by yeah. the fungal yeah. element. Who, who are like, and it's are typically pacifists. Yes. They're they're I, I imagine they're like horrified that this is happening, yeah. but I mean, out of a necessity of self-preservation and love for their friends, yeah. they have to uh, yeah. try to contemper this, this orc rage. And Spork doesn't have a memory of what happened to them. Really. Mm-hmm. All we kind of know is that these orcs probably came into like a Mykonid colony. And as a last ditch effort, this Mykonid took over this orc's body. Yeah. Like that's kind of what we know of Spork's history. Yeah. And as you talk to some of our other D and D characters, some people have like a really rich detailed history. I I'm like, mine doesn't really know. Well, we'll, we'll, We'll find out. We'll find out. The DM has a twinkle in his eye. As the story progresses, perhaps Spork's story might... Evolve. Evolve. Not perhaps, for sure. (laughs) See, and that's the fun thing working with a DM, because Mm -hmm. either you might already have a backstory, or you just tell what you do know, and the DM will kind of help evolve the story. So it's really fun. So that's my character. That's Spork, and I I love them to death. So, hey, Christina. Hey, Joshua. Welcome. Uh, so we've been talking to some people about their D&D characters, because you're part of our D&D group. I am. Who is she? Uh, her name's Tempest, and she is a human rogue, mm-hmm. and she's very neutral about a lot of things. Oh, indeed she is. She is. Um, <laughs> so long as it's her, it, it doesn't collide with her own interests. Correct, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah, if it benefits Tempest, that, mm-hmm. is, that is what... She seeks. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, morally gray, I'd say. Yeah. I think in the group, <laughs> I as as DM, I'm not really sure what to expect from her. Honestly, I get a little nervous because I think, oh my god, is she going to kill one of these NPCs? <laughs> <laughs> That's <She's>, fair. <laughs> That's so fair. can you tell me like what what's what's her deal? What's she do? So what? she well she's a rose. So let me back up. Okay, no problem. Her name is. Tempest for a reason is because she is unpredictable and she can, her personality can come out in very violent ways, uh-huh. varied ways, sneaky mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. So that's how she got her name. But, ooh, but our DM doesn't know all of the background. Just give me a rough picture. You don't want all the dirty details? Well, if you, if you want to share. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, any of this can be used okay. <laughs> for a future okay. game. Well, I think it's going to come out anyway, so mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Um, so she comes from the Dragon Coast mm-hmm. originally. DM doesn't know this, but she comes from nobility. Mm-hmm. And she is not connected to her family any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, she moved from the Dragon Coast to Waterdeep. She's heavily involved with several organized rogue. Ooh, several. Several. Uh, and <laughs> that she has a within that community. So, <laughs> but the reason she's with the party now is because she saw an opportunity for treasure. Yes. And she was also getting out of a bad situation yes. in water to yes. she had gotten herself into. Yes, Tempest so. is very reward motivated i'd say Correct. she she enjoys the material wealth yes that's <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that Absolutely. i mean it, this is this is part of the reason why we like to play the game is to get treasure uh what was your inspiration why did you decide to create a character like tempest so 
normally when I play, when I role play, I do play a rogue. Mm -hmm. Normally, my characters tend to fall into this same category well, <laughs> every time. No, and and like, yes. enjoy it for some reason. I don't know. I gravitate towards the the ability to sneak around and to maybe persuade people uh -huh. to do or you know uh -huh. <laughs> characters to do what I want them to do. I don't know. It's it's just so fun. <laughs> uh, like, uh, if I, I also absolutely adore rogues. It's fun because they're the they're the wild card. They're the ones like yeah, and they're very versatile. You can do absolutely. so much yes. with a rogue. Yeah. So fun. Yes. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Christina. I can't wait to see what kind of trouble Tempest gets in in the future. It's great. <laughs> so we might sound a little different because I'm at my house with my husband Brett, who has joined the library D D group. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so we are recording at my house because Brett's not a librarian. He doesn't work at the library with us. Nope. Funny enough, he does have an MLS. Yeah. But it's not a master's in library science. He has a... I'm a medical lab scientist. Yeah. You often teach us about wee beasties and fun ways to die <laughs> during D&D &D sessions. <laughs> what was the last one you told us about? Was it the rose thorn one? Oh, yeah, the Sporothrix. Yeah. He was telling Michaela, who loves to garden, <laughs> about these spores that live on roses here, that will kill you. Here, let me ruin gardening. I guess we should talk about your D&D character, huh? We're not <laughs> sure. <laughs> Tell me about your character. Like, what's her name? What are they? What do they do? So my character's name is Voyage Malek, but everybody calls him Mel. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a tiefling, and tieflings have, even though they're like infernal creatures, they have names that are like Charity or Justice. They're um, virtue names. This is their virtue or whatever. Like Nevea. That's heaven backwards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Why a tiefling? Why'd you choose that? I just think they're cool. I don't, I, when, when I play d and I never want to pick a human because it's like, I am human. Yeah, why, that's why, not fun. Why would I want to be a human? And there's all these interesting options and I've been on like a dragonborn before. Those are fun. Yeah. Um, but I just think they're cool. They are really cool. Mm -hmm. I like their, because they look like devils and yours is a sorcerer and he's really helped us out of some <laughs> odd situations. Yeah, it's kind but of... It's, it's weird because like, he's like a scientist, mm -hmm. but a sorcerer? Like, it's a weird blend of magic and science. Yeah, because wizards, they're always studying. They have to, like, study to learn their spells, and that's kind of their magic background, where sorcerers get their spells innately. So my guy just tapped into something. He wasn't, like, kind of a spelly type guy Yeah. until he tapped into the other side a little. So he's a scientist who fell into magic, kind of? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because he's been... Touched by like an elder god who's given him. That's kind of fun. Yeah. It's like I know you've told me this before, but we we play kind of infrequently, so I forget the details. Because <laughs> yeah. you you literally have like another being living in your brain, kind of. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. Because I was telling Joshua, it, he knows your character better than I do. He's like he literally has like a organism coming out of his brain sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I have 
there's all these weird little traits that you can make when you're you make this uh, type of sorcerer and one of them is that i have an, uh, an invisible little tentacle that lives on my shoulder oh my god that none of you guys can see but when i look at my shoulder i see a little tentacle on my <laughs> shoulder sounds kind of dirty <laughs> dirty <laughs> When I use my spells, <laughs> I shoot tentacles all over the place. Yeah, but that's multiple. You like that's like an octopus. This is this is my invisible one that okay. just kind of hangs out, and maybe I don't know. Maybe it talks to me. I don't know. <laughs> it's never talked to me before, but your spells have helped us out in a few situations. We pulled a Clarga. There was a goblin that we had to lure out. Oh, that's right. Yes. And so yeah. Mel was able to make a hot goblin lady. Yeah. You're like, mm, come here, <laughs> and we named her Clarga. Yeah. And during that particular mission, we clargoed quite a few goblins. <laughs> yes, we did, yeah. And it worked every it was, time. It was a really good strategy, so yeah. might as well. Just yeah, <laughs> it worked every single time. It was great. So now whenever you're here, I say, mm, let's clargo them. <laughs> it's like we're going to lure them out yeah. with one of Mel's spells. Mel spells. Mel spells. <laughs> it sounds like you should have a shop. Because you can make, my brain is saying hallucinations. Make sound out of nothing. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I can like, throw my voice, essentially. You're good to have around. You're very sneaky. Oh, and you talk to people telepathically, too, which is cool. Yeah, you can. You have done that. Joshua also wants to know how long you've been playing D&D for. Because um, he was under the impression that you've been playing for years, but you oh, haven't, really. No, you no. started with us? Yeah, yeah. Which was with library group number one pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. But then I also have my other D&D group where... Yeah, you play twice the amount of D&D we do. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have the librarian group, and then you also have your work group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The laboratory scientist group. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm currently the DM for that group. It's fun being on both sides of it. It's nice having you around because you are so knowledgeable that whenever we're not sure, we're like, Brett, what do you think? And you usually have a pretty good idea. Yeah. I don't know everything. There's so much to know. So. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot to know. But what was that one you were describing to me? There's all sorts of really simple uh, other types of um, tabletop games. There's like um, love or lasers, something like that. Love and lasers, something oh, okay. like that. And sounds like a spinoff of yeah. our podcast. <laughs> Love and lasers. Yeah. It's something like I would have to look that up again. But you, you only have one dice to roll, and you, your character is only instead of a whole sheet of stuff. Your character is just a single number. Where are you on the spectrum between love and lasers? Are you more lasers? Which means you're like, you like doing high sci-fi stuff and like shooting up and action-y. Or are you more love? Which means you're like more persuasive and everything. And then the DM of that type of group just has to decide, is this a love role or is this a laser role? That sort of thing. That sounds fun. Yeah. Like I would DM that. And and you only have one role and you always have to get like higher than your number or whatever. But those games are less focused on like combat story I would say our librarian group focuses more on the story than combat yeah like our last session we were trying to hook up a bunch of people yeah (laughs) we were matchmaking (laughs) we were matchmaking it was a lot of fun (laughs) and your group focuses more on combat yeah I think a lot of that has to do with a couple of our people are brand new this is their first time ever playing it and so getting them open to like role-playing characters that, that takes a little bit yeah. It's not, that's not something that comes natural to everybody, so... I think that's all the questions he wanted me to ask you. Okay. And you described Mel, and people know you're real now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you, Brett. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Yep. Happy to help. <laughs> Hi, Joshua. Hi, Michaela. Hey, Joshua. We're getting together to talk hey. about your D&D characters. Yay. 
And you have one that's a little bit smaller than the rest. A little bit. She's a, she's a little wee. I'm a, a deep gnome. <laughs> a deep gnome, deep yes. Gnome. Tell us about, what are deep gnomes? They barely ever come up up to the surface uh-huh. basically oh, they so live, they live in the underdark they live in the caves yes yeah, so they have better dark vision than just even regular gnomes mm-hmm. and mine has an interesting you know backstory of how she became like their gnomes became deep gnomes Ooh. what's her name what's okay. her character class okay so her name is Lily, and her full name, which I have to look, Lillianrol Tongrel Sonella Moringal. Wow. They have lots of names. Yes. This was kind of, I think, sparse on the name. Like, they can be even <laughs> She's longer. on the wide end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she is, she's a monk. She's a monk. And yes. why did you decide to go with a monk? Well... Partially because last time I was a magic user and I sucked at it. <laughs> it's it was, hard. Yes. There's a lot I, of rules. It was not a good choice for my first time. Mm-hmm. And I kept having to be like, can I do this? Can mm-hmm. I do this? So I wanted something that was not just, not that there's anything wrong with any of the things, but yeah. I wanted something, some fighting ability, but wasn't too reliant on anything like magic yeah. or weapons. Or not too like rule that. heavy, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to wear armor, right. so that's yeah, I extra math that you don't freeze. need. <laughs> yes, yeah. So let's t- talk about Lily's background. What What's her story? So in our campaign, there is a mine mm-hmm. that has secrets, basically. It existed a long time ago. A long time ago, when this mine first got attacked, yeah. my relatives or my ancestors lived there, uh-huh. and they had to flee. And when they did, they set up in these hidden secret deep caverns and started writing literature that they would disseminate to schools and places of learning to kind of make people forget about it. Ooh, so like, like to kind of hide the history. Yeah. And they made a pack with the forest gnomes mm-hmm. that they would provide them with the paper because they obviously they live in mines mm-hmm. underground. Her parents were, I'm just going to say religious. I can't mm-hmm. remember the word I want to use. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Uh, but that was not, we realized that that wasn't the path for me. Mm-hmm. And then I became one of the people who go out into the world. Mm. And it was then that someone infiltrated the forest gnomes and found out about us and attacked the mm-hmm. mine when I was off doing my thing, which I have immense guilt about. And so when I get back and Almost everyone is slaughtered. <gasps> I am filled with tragedy, with guilt. Yes, and, yes. In fact, uh, a little aspect of Lily mm. is that she has to meditate every every day. Or so I have to perform the ritual of Calderna every morning uh-huh. to keep the evil at bay and fortify my spirit. <laughs> when I don't, the dreams of oh my, my gosh. relative screams turn into waking visions uh. of terror. I love it, and I can hardly function. I love it. So, luckily that hasn't happened yet. Well, I've done my ritual. The game is young. Yes, I can forget. And then you'll just be like, hey, Lily, did you do your ritual today? And I'll just, no. Or I could prevent you in some way. True, true. <laughs> that is. See, you guys, D&D is fun because you can have characters with horribly tragic backstories, but also be little lights of life, just like Lily is. Thank you very much, Michaela. No problem. I can't wait to see what we have in the future. Yes. Thanks again. What adventures await.
Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to about our characters. It's fun. (laughs) Crazy. Uh, Yeah. And I hope this has inspired you to start a game of your own or learn more or or do something creative. You discovered your local librarians are nerds. (laughs) If you haven't known already, you guys, like I think... How many episodes? 100 episodes now? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, we're at 1,000. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. 1K. And now you learn that we're geeks? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Swords and starships. Yeah. So yeah. you learned the crew. Yeah. And we're glad you're here for it. Yay. Yes. Thanks for yes. listening to the short little mini-sode. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. This is Brittany here. Feel free to check out the show notes for any details of things we might have talked about. And always feel free to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks. Yeah. I hope it's, it's it's a bright day for you. Bright day, everybody. That sounds really you're, weird. Unless, <laughs> good morning, Starshine. The Earth bright says hello. Day, bright day. May the sun always be on your sky head. I don't know. <laughs> you're doing like a DM voice for like a creepy side <laughs> character. <laughs> but not too bright if you're Spork. <laughs>